everybody. Welcome to episode 158 of Rain Delay Radio, a baseball podcast. I'm riding solo here for the intro this week, uh, but later on in the episode, we have Pat along with Dylan and Frack to talk about the 2024 edition of the baseball offseason sim that we do and have been doing for something like 10 years now. Uh, so stay tuned for that. That's coming up soon. Uh, before that, though, uh, I am going to be doing the news, which I had up uh, and then had to reboot my computer. And so now I have to get back up. Uh, here we go. So I'm, I'm just going to do this. Uh, I have no preparation, no intro, uh, n- nothing. I'm, uh, no, no, no outline. I'm just going to really quickly uh, read some of the top stories here from the week. Uh, and then we'll go into our segment. Biggest story, of course, Josh Hader and the Houston Astros uh, in an agreement on a five-year, $95 million contract. Uh, no deferrals. It is the largest present-day value contract for a relief pitcher in baseball history. Uh, Obviously, uh, the Edwin Diaz contract had deferrals. Uh, The Josh Hader contract does not. Uh, Hader with the Astros, uh, you know, seems like a solid fit. Um, I I think, you know, we kind of all expected Josh Hader to make this kind of money. So nothing really here is confusing. Uh, Really makes the, um, by the way, $26 million of, uh, 26 and a half of Edwin Diaz's contract was deferred. Um, But uh, yeah, it, you know, uh, Kendall Graveman is out for the season. Ryan Presley, who was the closer uh, the last few years, uh, becomes the eighth inning guy, meaning they kind of have a huge uh, shutdown eighth and ninth here uh, with with the way the Astros works. Um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, and also Hater, if you don't remember, uh, had been in the Astros minor league system before uh, getting traded to the uh, to the Brewers. Um, I forget what the what the exact deal was there. Uh, he does have a no trade clause, no opt outs, no options, uh, and has a couple of you know like bonuses here and there, but. Just a, a kind of a no frills contract for Josh Hader. Just to really straight up, hey, Josh Hader is an Astro for the next five years, unless Josh Hader doesn't want to be an Astro for some reason or whatever. Um, there is a story that none of us want to talk about, so I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, but you know what the story is, and stuff has happened in it. So take a look if you want uh a lot of stuff going on today actually as of recording uh anthony rendon has talked about how this season is too long uh that we want to shorten the season uh i don't know why anthony rendon of all people wants to shorten the season uh he's collecting a paycheck for playing no games so what does it matter to him whether the season's 162 games or 140 games, he's not going to play any of them anyway uh, and still be paid uh, a boatload of money. Uh, New York Mets signed Vladdy Miguel Cabrera, uh, sorry, Cabrera, Guerrero, the son of Vladimir Guerrero, uh, the other son, I guess. He's 16 years old, an outfielder. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, obviously, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Uh, has not quite lived up to the Potential we saw in the first couple seasons, he could certainly turn it around. Uh, not gonna be. We don't really expect it, but uh, but Vladdy Miguel, Vladdy Miguel Guerrero is uh, is now in the Mets system. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, a, lo- a lot of international signings as well. That's probably the the, the biggest one. Uh, the other one is the Padres uh, have agreed to a deal with 17-year-old Dominican shortstop Leo DeVries, or DeVries, um, who is the number one prospect in the year's international signing class. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm not... It, it, the Padres make sense for them to be searching in, in, the, in these kind of odd spots. I, you know, it, it's good... Uh, it's a who knows it's it's a prospect thing we don't really know what's going to happen so we'll we will uh we will see uh matt carpenter signed a one-year contract with the cardinals uh i'll i'm bringing that up just because i'm a cardinals fan obviously i like matt carpenter he's not great (laughs) um i mean he's fine you know and he's, he's been like up and down the last few years uh uh my hope obviously is that he just sells out for power like he did with the yankees and it's a solid lefty bench bat um you know, certainly shouldn't be taking starts away from anybody, but, uh, you know, who knows? Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a perfectly fine bench pickup, uh, and, and theoretically takes away, uh, all p- potential for Taylor Motter playing. And that's, that's good. <laughs> uh, Shohei Otani is the, going to be a Konami baseball game ambassador. Uh, I don't know really much about this, uh, but you know, Otani, is Otani, and he's uh, now a brand ambassador for Konami, who is a huge. I mean, Konami's huge in in games and video games and, and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, it's it's big for them, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything else really huge from uh, from this past week. Uh, it's very possible I'm missing something. Um, but uh, uh, oh, the Yankees! Sorry, the Yankees signed uh, Marcus Stroman to a two-year contract uh, with a player option for 2026. Because uh, a conditional player option, I don't really care enough to see exactly what the what the condition is if, if we even know. But you know, Marcus Stroman of the Yankees. Seems like a solid fit, I guess. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> who, who really, you know, uh, it's it's what it is. I, I don't know if it's going to really turn around the Yankees' season next year, um, but obviously having Aaron Judge back will will help. Uh, uh, although Aaron Judge playing center field, who knows? Who knows what the deal is there? Um, I think I'm scrolling a little bit more. I think that's all I'm really seeing from the last week. You know, Robert Stevenson with the Angels, three years, 30 million. Uh, Adam Wainwright is going to be a full-time MLB on Fox analyst. Uh, so he's going to have, be, have a full-time job on Fox, uh, uh, you know, presumably as, as a color commentator, which is great. A good, uh, a good fit. I think uh, certainly all Cardinals fans knew Adam Wainwright was going to be doing broadcasting, and a lot of people, I mean, you know, he the last couple of years he had uh, contributed on the um, postseason uh, broadcasts, so makes a lot of sense for him. A full-time job as a Fox analyst amounts to a part-time job. <laughs> you know, you fly into a city for a weekend, you fly back out, and, and he gets to still be with his kids. So uh, 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 really excited for that for him. I hope that he also uh, is able to make time to do to do uh, color commentary for Cardinals broadcasts uh, as well. Um also, uh, apparently, uh, so the MLB season this year is going to be starting in Seoul, South Korea, uh, with a gate with a series between the Dodgers and the Padres. Those usually happen a few weeks before the season starts for everybody else. Um, uh, the they will also apparently play exhibition games against the Kiboom Heroes, the LG Twins, and the Korean national team, presumably not including. Uh, um, 
well, presumably not including any Marie, uh, major league players, but uh, especially not including uh, uh, Tommy Edmond is who I was who I was trying to think of, uh, or ha- uh, Hassan Kim presumably as well, who who will theoretically be playing for the Padres. Although that would be interesting if Hassan Kim was like, I'm not gonna play for the Padres, I'm gonna play for Korea. <laughs> It wouldn't make any sense. He's a starter there, but yeah. Um, I think that's got to be it. I think that's got to be it for uh, the news of the week. Not a super heavy news week, although Josh Hader uh, was a pretty big one. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's really that's really about it. So... Uh, thanks for listening here to the intro, uh, a nice short eight-minute intro, and now I'm going to kick it to Pat, Dylan, and Frack to talk to you about the 2024 off-season sim. Uh, I'm sure I get mentioned here, too. I was an agent in that sim. I'm often an agent, uh, and uh, uh, it's a lot of fun. And uh, next year, when we, you know, we'll, I'm sure we're going to make a post, uh, uh, presumably on our baseball, but, uh, uh, but definitely uh, somewhere, uh, uh, seeing if we can get some people on it. If you're interested in it, then uh, then we're always looking for for new new blood uh, because usually, you know, there's people who just you know are there one year, not there another year. It happens. So we're almost always looking for new blood. So keep an eye out for that post uh, sometime, probably next uh, October, November, or September, October rather, because uh, uh, we start right at the end of the World Series. All right, that's gonna be it for me. So kicking it over now to Pat, Dylan, and Frack. Alright, what's going on everyone? It is time for our yearly uh, off-season sim episode. You know, this is a thing that uh, myself and, you know, a bunch of other guys uh, do together every year. Um, We have guys from the podcast that do it as well. Um, Today, we're joined by Dylan, who uh, GM the St. Louis Cardinals this off-season sim. Dylan, how you doing? Go Birds! No, Uh, no, no. No, not go birds right now. We're not. We're not doing that. <laughs> it still hurts. I think the last time we talked was like, "Good luck to the Eagles." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that went well. Uh. Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing pretty well. Um, yeah, I think this is fun. It's. It feels like we've almost like cannibalized the podcast at this point because of how many of us are like that are do the podcast at least on a very regular basis. Yeah, are part of the simulation um, that we do. So it's kind of self indulgent, but in like a fun way. Um, it and is. it's always fun to see the final results and how. And you know, I'll make this observation later. It as fun and bizarre as it is, I feel like we're still getting better and like closer to like, you know. What really happens, and like sometimes it's even better than what really happens. So, yeah. I think there's some interesting. You know, it's it's a very interesting thing, especially now that we have a decade plus, like I think eleven years, eleven years, yeah. Yep. And I've been a part of what nine or ten of that, and it's like Jesus. But um, yeah, it'll be it'll be fun to kind of recap the kind of zaniness that went down as always. And then we were also joined by. One of the commissioners of the sim, Frack, rejoins the show. Frack, how you doing, buddy? I am mostly all right. Thank you. I, uh, yes, this was a very odd sim. I kind of knew for months going into it that I would moderate it or commission. I'll use them both interchangeably. And so it was very interesting from a meta standpoint to kind of track how it goes. Because as, as Dylan said, 
not to be too not to give ourselves too big a pat on the back, but sometimes it's eerily accurate. And I think there are other I don't think there's anything that quite captures the baseball offseason like we try to. Will we make fun of the uh, SB Nation sim because it's t- totally abhorrent and yeah, embarrassing. They do it in a day, <laughs> which like, like when you do it in a days. day or whatever, it, it gets pretty embarrassing. I mean, but I'm sure they have a lot of fun too. But right. I think I think we're one notch, one notch above. I'm not going to give ourselves too many notches because oh, of I'll the give ourselves a bunch of notches. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I do I do agree oh, that there's... we do. Yeah, I'm proud of what we end up doing. There's there's these constant veins of uh, having fun make slash making content and being realistic, and you will see different GMs with these vantage points, like like Everyone these two IDs plan. competing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, and I the- took part in the sim this year as well. Uh, last year I commissioned. Yeah, this is my fifth year. Sounds right. I think my fifth year, my first year. So my first year was the Rockies. My second year, I was an agent. Third year, the Angels. Uh, last year, I was commissioner. Yeah, this year I GM'd again, and, and I yet, was the least tenured person out of us four on the podcast that are into sim. I I am, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, this year I GM'd the uh, now Nashville White Sox. Um, <laughs> I relocated the team to Nashville just to. Uh, anger um the sims resident white Sox fan just because i thought it'd be funny <laughs> uh, love you john but i thought it would be funny um trust yeah. me it was it, it was very funny uh so yeah i did the white Sox. um dylan if you really real quick um we explained it last year but if you want to go ahead and explain what the sim is again for people that might be listening to this for the first time yeah, so uh, just kind of the bare bones explanation is that we get 30 people to take over all 30 teams. Um, we spend a few weeks, it kind of usually is around like six weeks, I guess now, but um, we do try to like emulate every part of the offseason possible. That means we have agents offering all the free agents to all these players. We have budgets, we have spreadsheets, we make trades with each other. Um, there are certain, you know, certain small minutia things like waivers and things like that, that we don't really ignore or that we don't really care as much about. But for the most part, a, a full encapsulation of the off season, at least as you know, from a bird's eye view, right. The big things you'll be looking for. So we all are negotiating against each other. We're all ne- negotiating with each other. Um, and that's how we kind of end up finding, um, you know, how trades happen, how these big free agent contracts happen. And then by the end, we kind of collect everything. You know, everyone has their own mission, right? If you're a team that's terrible and you need more players for long term, you're going to be, you know, dropping your big stars like anyone else would, you know, any real yep. team would. Just if what you're I try- trying to make a push for the postseason or World Series, you're going to be throwing a lot of money around trading prospects. And sometimes they're somewhere in the middle, you know, where you're, you're gaining, you're trading away. Um, so it all just depends on the context of the team, and we try to replicate it as much as possible to what the team's situation is. Sometimes that, you know, is fudged a little bit in the name of fun. You know, last year I came on here and I said I signed Trey Turner to the Royals for $300 million. Or was that, I think that was last year. Yeah. Um, you know, yep. so I, occasionally there was just room for some fun where, no, it doesn't necessarily make sense, but, you know, you can, you can, uh, it in the name of fun but um yeah and so we finished up like before we finished up before the holidays and 
now we get to look back at kind of you know the best and worst of what we come to get what we you know put together and um the best of what we put together i think rivals anything like i think it is inc- it gets scary accurate yeah. um and then the worst is just hilariously funny but i think the worst is still like it's still like the bottom still gets better i think most years which is interesting if you look at like the stuff that was happening you know 10 years I, ago i look at what i did my first sim compared to what i did this year and it's night and day you know there's definitely improvement that that you see and i think that's with every gm you see the improvement on what they do you know yeah my first sim i signed yasiel puig to a three-year, $60 million contract on the Rockies. And then he didn't um, play again. And then he never played again. Um, <laughs> this this year, um, I didn't sign anyone. I didn't that sign a, a single choice. contract. Yeah. Yeah. You tried. Well, I, I tried for... <laughs> you tried. I, I tried just for the fun of it, but like I knew mm-hmm. realistically I wasn't going to sign anyone. Yeah, that's fair. Um, well, I signed minor league dudes. I signed a bunch of minor league dudes. Yeah, there are a few um, good guys yeah, I left. Could, I could see your minor league deals from a mile away. Like the player's name came up, and I was like, "What is Pat? Do- what is he doing?" Uh, I was I was assembling a team of domestic abusers. Because <laughs> oh, I signed I, I signed Domi- <laughs> I signed Domingo German. I signed uh, Matt Bush. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget who the other abuser I signed Matt was. Bush. You did not yeah. sign Bauer. I don't think they'd let you sign Bauer. No, they wouldn't. We did not. So, so <laughs> real, yeah. real quick, real quick before we get started, I offered a contract to um, Naeem, which was Julio Urias for two twenty, with a an option if he doesn't go to prison for four <laughs> years, sixty million. Oh, the uh, prison clause. The prison bit- clause. It just didn't land as well when you're reading it. It from- didn't land as well when the Wander Franco stuff came out. <laughs> oh yeah, that too. Jeez, that was kind of it. Yeah, the, all of our <laughs> opinions about Urias and Bauer and everyone kind of took a backseat to what actually happened yeah. to Wander Franco. Oh my goodness! And, and of course, you're going to try and trade him as the Rage GM, right? Like, <laughs> oh yeah. So it's like our- Richard tried to trade him. Yes, and so it's our job as moderators to step in and be like, "Nah, mm-mm. like this isn't there. You're not going to trade him to the Red Sox with a prison clause where the trade gets reversed if he goes to prison." Like, nah, and then <laughs> yeah. you know, there's this whole I'm being censored for my trades and the mods yeah. are trying to cancel me, and so it was fun up to a point. I think it was submitted three times, and I was like, "Okay, we." It was funny the first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that gets into like, we, we expected the sim to be something. And the big thing we expected from the sim was that we were all excited for was the Shohei Otani free agency. So like free agency. I was terrified. I was terrified. So excited to see how crazy it was going to get. Um, like we're all super excited for this. We're, we're all like, like, this is what everyone wanted for the sim was, was Shohei Otani. And like most of us, anyone that was like, reasonable levels of payroll were like all right this is where the sim starts right like how do we figure out what to do here because like like you were gonna go for a show weren't you yeah i was gonna do it absolutely um it was a situation of like if you have the room you should try and i think that's the case real in real life but in real life they have more of an idea of what shohei's intentions are 
But in the sim, we can just be like, well, if I offer him enough money and incentives and fun stuff, then so, I can envision him being on my team, you know? So it's really, I, I thought it was going to be a like 15 team kind of bidding war. Yeah. I was going to be in on the bidding war as well because I had the money for <laughs> it. Hilarious. Yeah. And like, I, I was like, man, I actually won't tear down the White Sox if I can shine so- Shohei. Right. It makes um, a difference in what you're going to do. Or if just you can offer enough money. So, but what ended up happening, which brings us to what we did on our end of year survey, was the second worst signing of the year, um, solely because of of what it took from us. Don't don't give it away just yet. One of our uh, one of our oh, this all starts with budgets, right? The yeah commissioners sit down. We make budgets. Really, one of us made most of the budgets, and they try and be as realistic as possible to what the yeah. team's going to get because we're doing this during the world series so we don't really know last year i was the a's and i got really upset because the uh commissioner team slighted I, me i thought to get you that. more money you're right you were you were you are a beloved figure in this world i wanted everyone to have money right so and we, and we did, we i was do, i was you know. pro capitalism so yeah I, I that came down and I complained that I was slighted and I had all these reasons to back me up to where the A's were going to get more revenue sharing. They're going to spend like seven million more dollars on their payroll, even if it wound up being Aledmus Diaz and Jace Peterson. <laughs> I'm going to try not to vomit on my mic. But um, anyway, in the sim, I wanted that more money. So I think by like the very end of the sim, it seemed apparent that the payroll was actually going to rise. And I got the, I got I extracted that seven or eight million dollars and my bet for what the payroll was going to be was exactly what it was. Yeah. So you, you give out these budgets and everyone's like, I'm being canceled. Uh, this isn't enough money. <laughs> I can't sign Otani. I, and so, yeah, you want I wanted people to come at me with like reasons for why we were wrong. Because that's what matters. Like, I'll we'll change the rules because I was the guy who whined enough and got. Seven million more dollars, which is nothing in the grand scheme of things. I don't even remember what I spent it on. Michael Brantley? Anyway. So that's... So as we were building the budgets, there were certain teams that were going to get Otani. Less teams than probably they thought. Like, oh, 15 teams. There were like six or seven that we were like, it's going to come down to these six or seven in a bidding war. And who knows what's going to happen. So uh, on November 2nd, which is a very, very beginning of the sim. Uh, one of our commissioners um, comes, uh, sends us a message in the chat and says, so we've got 13 years, $650 million for the Angels to keep Shohei. Yep. And, and to be clear, this is before he even gets to free agency. Yeah, so he, this, is, yep. this, is not, this is an exclusive period. This is and, not bid up. This is like an extension offer. <laughs> and like, this really? is this is the whole point of like the agent and the GM negotiated this quote unquote in good faith. Mm-hmm. Like they were like, so if we came in and said, hey, you can't actually talk to each other, like then there was this whole debate of how much do we put our thumb on the scales? Uh yeah. uh Digi, uh horse, as he's known here as well, said 13 years at that average annual value is wacko he won't hit that in real life but the <laughs> thing is that it's the sim so he's going to get bit up to that level anyways mm-hmm. so this is not enough to extend him in the exclusive period plus it would be forked up admittedly funny 
to not let Otani go to free agency in the sim. <laughs> Admittedly funny, though. <laughs> See, and so I, okay. I said, I want to keep it realistic, but if Otani gets bit up in the market by multiple GMs, I, I, I'm I okay saying it's zany performance art. I was okay with an $800 million deal, eight, yeah. $900 million, and just, like, because some people would have been embarrassed about, like, how can we be realistic? We gave one guy almost a billion dollars, and I would have said, like, what do you want us to do? Like, yeah, yeah. we're a bunch of baseball fans. We're going to be crazy. So I was kind of preparing myself for it to and, get And, and that's kind of where, like, the divide in the sim is. You have the people that are, like, strictly everything must stay realistic. And then you have those of us that, are like, yeah, realism, realism is nice, but let's allow some fun with it, too. You know, we don't have to be so strict. Right. And yes. then there's, like, the complete other side of the spectrum, which is where this Angels GM fell of... And I... He beat... I, he, he, his young beat of his drum, you know? Yeah. I love I love this guy to death. Um, For 49 weeks, he's not on Slack. And then for yeah. three weeks, he's the three main weeks character. Three weeks, he's on. And he's, yeah, he's he's the main character. As, as Digi said. Um, so it, it was originally 650 for 13. What happened there? So then... It was really a lot of the agent Rose like pushing yep. back and forth with us. I think she created several like chats with us to say, Hey, you, you like if you tell me not to do this, I gave the Angels GM a number of what it would take to re-sign him and he gave me that number. So it would be unfair to me and like you're not letting me honor my word yeah. to do this. That's fair. And uh, so in the shadows, we were we were kind of hearing about some of this stuff too. Um, you know, like as of us. Kinda, I think you know, I think the rumor so, mill exists. Yeah, for us. I yeah. found out about the Utani contract before it was announced. Um, because I was talking with Naeem because we were recording we recorded the pod before that stream. So we were we were talking. And he's like, "Oh yeah, Otani's uh, getting posted tonight." I was like, "No, he's not." He's like, "Yeah, <laughs> Otani's getting thirteen years, six hundred sixty million, six hundred sixty-six. So yeah. I messaged the Angels GM and I said, "Since you're about to blow your load for Otani, what's the plan to make the Angels competitive around him? <laughs> so we needed to we needed to do something here." And he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna get a corner outfielder, a first base upgrade, maybe a closer." Yeah, I think, but he said the secret is I think if I were the Angels, I'd rather have Otani than two or three rings, financially speaking. And I was like, like you can't argue with that realistically. No, it, that it, that was a, his argument. Argument, but also it sucks. Like it's a good oh, argument. Yeah, it's lame. <laughs> also, the third thing he said was also I'm going to ask for more budget, which is like yeah, which is outrageous. As, as Digi said, a screaming red flag. Yeah. Uh, so just screaming gets, yeah so so anyway we keep going <laughs> yeah so this, uh it was uh one of the uh commissioners is an angels fan so he was dying on the inside because there's always this running joke of like when someone who doesn't know your favorite team takes over your favorite team in the sim you just get more like terribly offended i mean that's how, you, how, that's how it was when i did my angel sim but to be right. fair so. I did a decent job aside from trading Taylor Ward. Right. But yeah. that so, was before that was before Ward broke out. So Yeah, that was pretty as good as yeah. opposed to now when he gets traded. So we all start messaging him and we're like, seriously, are we are you gonna die on the hill of Artie would rather have 
the money from Japan than a ring. And we're like, well, crap, you know what? He's got a good point. Yeah, if so, he's um, serious about it, yeah. Oh my goodness, this just popped up. Not to take away from the future, but of the next message of in this Otani discussion was the Tigers GM wants to know if we'd allow Juan Soto to sign an extension after a potential trade. That <laughs> was like yeah, one quick. thing at a time. One thing yeah. at a time. So, um, but yeah, it 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 ended up happening that night, and yeah. uh, 13, everyone six 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 everyone six, flipped six. out, and that like changed everyone everyone's just, sim. Yeah, because it kind of just nuked the most fun part of Especially it. Like, I, thought there was gonna be, I really thought there was going to be a you know true bidding war with so a lot the, of teams. Even if I yeah, got so, bidded out, I was curious to see to what extreme yeah. it would go. But the extreme so, hit fast. We didn't. We tried our best to talk about what it would look like because we wanted uh, Digi and I wanted it to be content based to where at a certain point the six or seven GMs that had a real chance were just going to have to like one up each other with proposals and memes and God knows what to appease us. But then at what point are they just advertising to the commissioners? And at what point are we the owners? Like we were like, maybe they have to make a plan to ownership and then we'll extend the budget. Like it was going to get messy the longer we let Otani out there. And I was fine with that, but uh, Warble, one of the commissioners, was just already had a headache because the agent was no being, done. It was being not. It was just a, like I felt like we put the agent Rose in a bad place because yeah. we kind of boxed her and we should not have let Otani go take being taken by one of the agents. We should have just had him he do a mod control. I, I think. I think. Dylan and I argued he should have been mod controlled. Yeah, he should have just been mod controlled. Although that doesn't fail fair either. I think I think the place that I ended up at was there needs to be, and I had kind of a more complex solution to a complex problem, and I don't know if it would work necessarily, right? But I think when you're talking about these guys that are like, say, the top one, you know, the one top one of one percent, you know what I mean, right? Your Otani's, your Sotos, yeah, yeah. These are special cases where they're going to clearly make way more money. This was the Machado Harper situation previously, where it just becomes how many fake years and fake money can I offer a guy? Yeah. Right. And I think when it comes to the top guys, I think there needs to be some type of situation where there's a maximum amount that we can offer financially. And then from there, it's about, okay, why does your team make sense for this? And what are you offering incentive wise? Like, can I leave in free agency in a couple of years or, you know, whatever, like what, what, what yeah. things are you offering beyond just like, Hey Money. agent, I technically offered $50 million that doesn't exist. Please give me that player. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, it's so not, it's, it's not, yeah. it's, it's not fair for agents to say right. you're doing a bad job because you took the most money possible, you know, because mm-hmm. I don't, so, I don't actually think he would have gotten bit up outside of maybe the Dodgers. Is that well, number the thing? We were, this, this, yeah, this number changed the Dodgers sim. was, yeah. Yeah. This we completely were, changed the Dodgers sim. This is before Otani actually signed. So we had no idea what he was going to actually get. There was a, there was definitely a discussion where it's like, well, it kind of just seems like this is the Dodgers to lose. Like when yeah. we were doing the budgets where it's like, well, I mean, what else, how else? And that's funny how it's exactly how it ended up. Yeah, that's what happened. So, yeah. uh, Digi messages Otani's agent in the sim and um, t- 
says, I didn't know 666 was the number. That's new info. And she says, we are in agreement at 650, but in return for there being no opt out of the contract, I wanted it to be bumped up to a number that sounded bigger, but didn't actually move the needle in any significant way. And 666 was where we settled. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, wait, are we cursing Otani at 13 and 666? Probably. Yeah. Um, and then Warble comes out and says, my vote is yes. Um, Digi says, hard, hard no. But if I'm outvoted, it is what it is. And so I was the swing vote. So this whole Otani to the Angels contract was coming down to me. Mm-hmm. And I sided with the relationships I had with people, not necessarily what would have been fun content-wise. So uh, we streamed. Uh, did you was at the Burbank airport? Um, we we just we had to basically apologize, and people were just roasting. So sorry. So many people were angry, and I think oh, that yeah. kind of like set the overall mood of the sim. Um, and I think uh, yeah. what what didn't help was the following moves that the Angels did, which was yeah. they gave Aroidus Chapman four years, forty million. Um, <laughs> like they, 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 not winning worst worst move. Yeah, and yeah it was a signing that the same guy made. And they, I don't even they like, traded I think Taylor they, Ward. Yeah, it would have been worse. Yeah, they traded Taylor Ward for Mike Talkman. Um, signed so Joey Gallo, minor league free agent and, last. Yep, year. and didn't they try and trade Trout? No, that know. was that. No, yeah. that was the no, thing. That, like, I went to the Angels GM and I was like, "Listen, if you got Otani but then traded Trout, that would be hilarious. Like, you should do it." He's <laughs> like, "No, I would." Like, and he was like, "I would never trade Trout. I'm not like." A, a rube and here yeah. i am thinking like i don't think you're a rube but uh there's there's other opinions involved here so i wanted <laughs> i thought it would be funny if he signed otani and then traded trout to get the team better like a billion two war middle infielders or something like but that's not what happened he kept trout and he just got slightly worse which was the most realistic angels sim in a weird way mm-hmm. so he he did what we yeah. asked him to do and Rose did what we asked her to do, or the agent, and everything, everything looked terrible, Lapsed. and everyone hated us. Yeah, yeah. and I it, think it, I think I was vindicated. Yeah, no, you were, <laughs> but, you absolutely you know, were. I, I and uh, you know, I say mad, right? Mad. This is all like fun, mad to me. Sometimes it can get over. You know, like these are personal kind of relationships we've established with everyone, right? Like, like we've we try to know what's acceptable as far as our you know like us complaining at someone right you have there is a line of like okay you said your piece you've made your mind heard you know and like you know like that's it you know and so i think for the most part we do try to do a good job of that but the autonomy thing was just was just so tough because like i think a lot of us were just it was it was like the super bowl and then like skip into the fourth quarter and it's like, wait, what yeah. just happened? You know, like it's yes. like the, the at, big the, the reason why we're here is like, you know, most of it's gone already. Yeah. At at the at the end of the day, we've built up a very supportive community around what can occasionally be a heated uh personal arena. I don't want to say yeah. battle, because it's not. Some people see it, yeah, I don't. Because I mean, yeah. some people just see it as a way to hang out with their friends and that's that's definitely how i see it so i kind of saw this as well Uh, the agents got a point and the angels gm's cool and so what do we do but 
it, it it is a very supportive community especially outside of this so like yeah. it's funny to a degree of like how heated this can get and so i think the otani thing definitely just made people disparage the sim overall which it was all going to be otani or nothing yeah and i think you can reflect that into the real world into baseball in general a little yeah. bit although now here we are in january 19th otani has signed and basically Otani's no one signed. else has well, Josh Hader no just signed. Yeah. Right. Yes. It, but it's like, literally like the big free agents, Nola, Otani, and Yamamoto signed, and none of the others have signed. No one else has. And that's not so all this happened very quickly. And there's been this trend of this last few sims to where this used to be an eight, nine week thing, probably even yeah. longer. And it's it's shrunk down a little Six as, weeks. People's, as people's attention spans go. And like I there was a point where we were like telling all the GMs like mod mail is insane right now because you have to most of the discussions are done on Slack. That's where I live, at least. Um, yeah. But we do submit things officially on Reddit. We still use it. I have to every time I log into Reddit, which is not often, I have to change my settings back to what it looks like in 2012, 2013, because hmm. it makes me feel safe and warm at night. But like, oh, I don't like to do this. So like we submit things officially on Reddit. But so we check mod mail and we we're like, oh, wow, mod mail is popping off. You are crazy, depraved sickos, all of you. And so That's like just... there was and so there was an absolute explosion of moves this first week and i did wonder it's gonna die down really quickly this year and it did yeah. that's exactly what happened the first I week was insane i i i think i kicked off the big moves with the cease trade i think mine oh, yeah, that was like the did. first big that was the first big move and i was yeah yeah few minutes on the white Sox, i can do the cardinals but i think that's a good starting place because i think that was like a one of the more Especially now that we've seen like prospect lists coming out this week, and I, we can probably do like a full podcast on like the top 100s and stuff because it'll be. I once have something week, planned with um, Evan for yeah. that. Not Sweet. Evan, Ethan. So, yeah. Good thing. Um, that was yeah. great. Um, but uh, so you traded. Yeah, see, so let, let me. Yeah. Trade and you got that done pretty quickly, and it ended up shockingly well, I think, for both ends. Yeah. So, like, Cease, I was shopping Cease the moment the World Series ended. Actually, I'll be real. I was shopping Cease before the World Series ended. Um, <laughs> I I was committing illegal sim okay, discussions. Wait, wait a but second. Everyone does. Pause, 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 pause. Okay, so the whole point is that you're not supposed to start the sim until the World Series is over because the, the, the things that happen in real life impact the sim. But the moment the World yep. Series is over, if something goes on in Three. real life, it doesn't happen in the sim. Yep. And so, like, I've been contacted in previous years before the sim starts and it's like we'll talk when we get there and so like there was nothing wrong there but like here i am as a moderator i have rules to enforce or this whole thing yeah. has no meaning and i feel like and maybe y'all too can confirm this there was more unauthorized simulation than oh there 100 percent was i mean and if you look how, how quick a lot of moves went down that's kind of kind of why the sim didn't last as long i think yeah. because there was all this unauthorized simulation to where it like takes away the fun of like hey wait a second we got to give you your budgets so yeah. there has to be a way to so minimize that I, but i wasn't taking offers but i was gauging interest like hey would you be interested in cease would you be interested in robert um before jiggy became the cardinal or the 
the Tigers. He was the Reds. And, like, we we didn't exchange names other than, hey, a trade that included Ellie De La Cruz for Luis Robert. Um, and this is this is sort of where it becomes like you're probably if you're removed from this, if you're removed from the sim and listening to this podcast on the off chance, you're probably thinking to yourself, the Reds, Dodo, De La Cruz. It doesn't seem realistic. And there yeah. are so there are some GMs who take mid to small market teams and they really should be taking the big teams, the, the big gambling teams. And there is to a degree important thing to realize that these aren't our jobs and so like a lot of the gms in real life that like there are only like four teams who are willing to actually trade their prospects now it's something i get it's a rant i have all the time because the rest of them are too scared so like you can still do that in the sim because what's it going to matter so yeah there are you'll see some gms are like you you'll hear these moves and think what were the tigers or the the these the this team doing well their gm just went for it yeah so anyways let's let's actually get into so the, what i did with the white Sox here um the first move so again i started taking offers once the world series ended because i wanted to get ahead of the pitching market um because i i felt the best opportunity to get the best return for Cease for me was right at the beginning. Um, so I traded Dylan Cease to the Diamondbacks. And in return, I got Drew Jones, Tommy Troy, and Division De Los Santos. Um, Jones is like... It, it's interesting to divide on Drew Jones right now. He was the headliner. Yeah. I think Tommy Troy is going to wind up being the headliner of that deal, though. Yeah, I think a couple. I mean, I think there's still the possibility that Drew Jones is who we thought he was yeah. from the start. It's just that he barely played. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like he didn't play poorly when he played. He just no, barely he did played. And, and so, so I think I think there's there's good chance for him to to really rebound here has this year. Like a lot of flaws that he needs to you know deal with and whatever. But like he can totally do that. It's just yeah. no one's gonna like say like, oh, he played. 20 games this you know in a ball like yeah. he's definitely great you know <laughs> like it's impossible to say that whereas tommy troy i think just came in right yeah basically and you know he hit really well he's a really established college bat that joined you know pro baseball and was immediately good and it's like that's the kind of guy that you know is gonna be a top prospect you know maybe not like Elite, elite, you know, I think he's probably like a second baseman or whatever, but like, yeah. you know, really good hitter, you know, he's a good hitter. hitter. Like, yeah. And um, um, I was really impressed by the deal as a whole because I think it offered one, I, I think one, one standard that I use, which is like, it's not, this isn't really realistic or anything, but it's something that we can really like sink our te- teeth into and like, wow, this has a lot of outcomes, you know, of yeah. like, cause like Drew Jones is like this kind of mystery box right now with like, yeah. who a lot of people thought was better than Jackson holiday. Now Jackson holiday is significantly better than him. Um, and then Tommy Troy is really good. And then even De Los Santos, who's like, was definitely like the third by like a country mile is now going to be in the majors this year. Cause he was a rule yeah. five guy. So it's like, he's kind of weird value. Cause at first it's like, that's not really much of a guy. And if you're rule, and if you get cleaned in the rule five draft, it's like, is that a good thing because someone thinks you're worthy, or is it a bad thing because you were even eligible in the first place? Right. Um, and that's for Cease, who obviously has a ton of value, but I think that's like a, you know, I, I feel like that's kind of the middle ground of 
the it kind was of voted proper... second is second most yeah. mutually beneficial trade. Yeah, I, I think I think it was, and to do that that early is very peculiar. Like it doesn't usually when it's early, it's someone saying, "I'm putting my balls on the table, and I'm making a Godfather offer for some crazy player." You know, um, if I may, this, uh, yeah, shockingly if even. If I may interject about to keep the chronology of the sim going, because to interject while you guys talk about your trades for a Godfather offer of sorts. The cease trade happens, and immediately after, there was an even younger, potentially even better pitcher who was traded, and we almost and we vetoed it. Who? What's what's the deal? Uh, Mason Miller for Spencer Torkelson. Oh, that's right, that's right. Torkelson Miller. <laughs> well, well. So, well, that the, one did happen. So there's, yeah, there's, that was the one. Yeah, there were two I, new GMs in the sim and i feel like people always think that the newbies get taken advantage of um i don't i don't think that's true and and this this trade looked a lot better than i thought it did at first because i was told by digi that it was gonna break my soul when i opened mod mail as an ace fan i was like it's just weird spencer torkelson for mason miller and lawrence butler yeah and like mason miller is the most like tough to pin down superstar yeah. of the next 10 years like who knows yeah. he might not even be a real name in five he months be Strider, or he could be doesn't play baseball again and baby, he, it's like a, like both of those are equally possible yep baby degrom or just some random dude with type 1 diabetes who knows <laughs> i don't know so that trade we denied that trade because it felt like the tigers gm was just taking advantage of a newbie well, or as Digi put it, in light of the fact that the Ace GM is one of the only new participants in the simulation and is unlikely to be aware that Mason Miller has often been referred to in Slack as the greatest pitcher alive, we are letting him know that he should shop this player to avoid having 10 people tell him, bleep you for not shopping Mason Miller. Please note that we yeah. expect that we would approve this trade or trades with a similar structure at an appropriate time. So I did have to jump in here because this was the beginning of the sim and we were like, hey, shop your player. It's a common refrain. You want to go to as many different people as possible to drive up a good price. Yeah. And um, they uh, they swapped out they yeah. swapped out Lawrence Butler for Daryl Hernandez, who is a much better prospect. I think he's one of the best days prospects. And I was like, no, wait, this is even worse. Like, yeah. you know, I, I, just, I don't think. I, I disagree. You are an A's fan, and so I value your judgment on this. Aww. But I, I also don't think that, like, the secondary name and that, I think it was unnecessary. Like, I don't, I, sure. I think as a one for one, it's just, it's just a lot more fun. Oh, um, yeah. Way more, more fun. Like, who was better for the next X number mm -hmm. of years. Um, but the, the secondary name involved, like, Hernia is like, I think he's probably a major leaguer, but I, I you know, I, I can't say he's anything more than that with any confidence. I, so I, I understand your perspective, obviously, but I thank you. I'm just like, I, uh, I'm leave it to, uh, just to jump in about the positional, tr like you would think first basemen are more easier to find. That has not been the case over the, in real life A's these last two years, mm -hmm. but pitching is more difficult to find than a first baseman. You can make a fat old outfielder, a first baseman if you try really hard. So, as as the saying goes, so I think that there is that positional value that comes into play here in the sim of like, well, if you've got a unicorn 
baby DeGrom here. You don't want to get rid of him, but then you need hitting. So anyway, uh, go back to your White Sox in, please. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to stick to all the big moves here that I did. Um, yeah, just, like, there just were some smaller that. ones, like we did Tuki Toussaint for Moises Gomez um, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You know, Jacob Burford. Um, so I did trade Garrett Crochet to the O's for Kyle Stowers. Uh, that was the first Orioles trade I did. Um, I'll get to the big one last. Um, I made this trade with the Mariners. I traded Gregory Santos for Prelander Barroa and Michael Arroyo. Arroyo is a really good hitting prospect. Um, mm. And I think Barroa is going to make a sick closer in the future. Yeah. Um, and then I made a second trade um, with the Mariners, which was Michael Kopech, DJ Gladney, Ethan Hammerberg, and Lloyd Chapelli to the Mariners for Robbie Ray, Marco Gonzalez, Harry Ford, Ty Pete, and Taylor Dollard. Um, the big thing here was getting Ford back. Yeah. Um, you like, took a lot of money back. I took to money on to, to yeah. further deepen that farm I was building. Which didn't feel realistic. No, especially when you look at what Ray got traded for in real life. Yeah, it, um, it wasn't, but I, I I still understood the concept of what you're going for. Um, yeah. And I, I liked your side of it because you got Harry Ford and the guys you got back. It's not like the guys you got back were like worthless, yeah. right? Like Marco Gonzalez is a salary dump, but a cheaper one. And then Robbie Ray still has probably something. The fact yeah. that the Giants traded him for what they did is probably a good sign, even though I don't really necessarily buy him being like useful. Yeah. Um, but it kind of I think it that one kind of worked out in your favor because you got the prospect, although you did trade a few guys. So it's like if one of those guys ends up being good, which are probably yeah, but they were all they were all unranked, no name guys. Right. So it's like, you know, it just purely based on quantity, there's the chance there. But I think for the most part, I think you got a good. um Yeah, you know, a good uh, a good mind and good idea. And so then the next one was Elia Menez to the Dodgers for Ryan Pepiot, Landon Knack and Justin Robleski. That was just, poor, a, just the poor horrible. Dodgers GM. Which I mean, it's awesome because Pepio was the headliner of the Glassdale sure. deal. Yeah, like it is. That is, we we will talk about a few Dodgers deals, and our, we our friend Jory was on this podcast talking about Shohei Otani. He was the Dodgers GM, um, and he. Uh, I don't know if this was just him having fun with a lot of resources and stuff, but boy howdy, he. Uh, once the Otani thing happened, he he went to find a lot of options out there, and a yeah. lot of them uh, made people nauseous. Let's put it that way. They were all um, next we'll trade. Yeah, next trade was the big one with the Orioles, um, which yeah. was this was I, the bombshell. Yeah, this was the yeah, this was the bombshell. Everyone didn't the throw bombshell fit about. in week one. We're still in week one, yeah. by the way. Yep. I traded Luis Robert to the Orioles for Colton Kowser, Samuel Basalo, Enrique Bradfield Jr. And I also received Joey Wentz and Kyder Montero from the Tigers because it was a three-team deal where the O's sent Santander to the Tigers and then the O's sent back the return from the Santander trade to me. There's um, a running bit. There's a running bit where the there's guy... There's a running who... bit where, where Jakey always gets involved in any big deal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we yeah. kept that going. Um, yeah. It's not realistic. So, Kowser so was originally the headliner of this deal, but Basala looks like he's going to be the headliner. Yeah. Um, so, a, a lot of lists coming out have him ranked top 10 right now. 
as a third party, my instinct was like, dude, you can't trade Luis Robert. Like, I think Luis Robert had the most trade value of any player that just could have been traded. I think like uh, no other player with more trade value than him, I think would make any, like, I think it would have been veto, you know, like this is stupid. Like, don't do that. He's like the first one where it's like, okay, you probably shouldn't, but like, I get it because of the white Sox situation. You know what I mean? Like they kind of got to figure some things out here and I, I think they probably just keep him, but he had so much trade value. It's like, you're not getting one guy that you're like super confident in. Right. And I'm like, I know that you got a couple of good players back, but like, you're not getting one, like top five prospect or something like that. And that was like, Basalo was kind of, and I, I apologize. I don't know if it's Basayo or Basalo, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's Basayo. He's a, he's a catcher for the Orioles. That's gotten a lot more talk this off season that I think, cause he's kind of, the dust is kind of settled and it's like, wait a second. This guy is like 19 you know, years old and like destroyed 19, single A and double A. His stats basically look like Juan Soto. Yeah. You know, in A ball, you know, that kind of, you know, like where it's like this dude is way younger than everyone else and he's just torching everyone, you know, and um, he is a catcher. So it might be first base long term or something like that. But we're like, OK, this guy might actually be a lot better than we thought, although we don't know. And then there was a. Um, as the first report started coming out, like the top tens from Baseball America, Baseball Perspectives and stuff, like the Baseball Perspectives uh, team basically said, like, yeah, this is like probably the best pure hitter in the minor leagues right now. <laughs> yeah. And is like him and like he's like right behind like Wyatt Langford, basically. And he uh, this is like a 70 bat. And it's like, what? <laughs> like, like yeah. this is not he's, normal. He's insanely right? good. And like I was um, looking at his numbers because I'm like, I gotta figure out who I want because I wanted Kobe Mayo back as the second yeah, dude. Mayo would have made a lot more sense just based on name value. And and Ethan was not budging on Mayo. Yeah. I was like, man, I need Mayo to complete this deal. And he's like, I can't do Mayo. And I I was looking. I'm like, okay, this guy's insane. He's probably gonna be ranked in the top twenty at least. Yeah, based on what I was reading up about him, I'm like, "Will you do Basalo?" He's like, "Yeah, I'll do Basalo." I'm like, "Cool, I need another guy thrown in here then." And we settled yeah. on Enrique Bradfield Jr. because he's a bit yeah. of a higher tier prospect that's probably going to make top 100 lists come midseason. Yeah, um, he's he's like a safe. His like, speed is unreal. unreal. Air, you know, he's he's yeah. super fast, amazing in defense. Has no power, but still probably a useful big leaguer as long as he hits the ball. You know. Yeah. Um. So he's kind of like your safe floor center fielder that replaces Robert long term. Yeah. Apollo becomes this potential mega slugger. Obviously, he's super young. Yeah. But and, and then Kowser is the immediate kind of, starter yeah. in right field. He can play right and left. Um, and he's kind of the, the, I mean, still surprises me in real life that they haven't made a move like that, but the Orioles cannot play all of these outfielders at once, you know? Um, and so I I think, I think Kajerstead or Kowser are going to be moved in a deal. Yeah. I think they don't move Santander one, but again, it seems like they're kind of content kind of riding the wave, which I don't know. With Kowser as the Norfolk tides, perpetual outfielder, a la. Michael Bush in Oklahoma City forever. Exactly. Yeah. Um, um, so I, the, it, it was a period that a lot of people, I think, yeah, Frank, I'll, I'll let you go. But like, I think it was a period that a lot of us were confused by and concerned about. So, yeah. So our, our resident White Sox fan. Yeah. When, when we were talking about it, um, he he 
he dumped all over it because he wanted Tamar Johnson to be a headliner for a, a Robert deal, and Tamar Johnson's has fallen off significantly. I was like, dude, yeah. outside of Johnson, the pirate system doesn't have what the Orioles can offer. Yeah, and like I, I made that clear. Um, he also thought he was in the Sean Murphy discussions of last year as the yeah. Giants GM, and all the Giants prospects well, sucked. So that gets me to the next, <laughs> like the next deal I made that made the White Sox GM angry, but. I feel like I'm going to look good for it was Brian Ramos for Luis Morales. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian Ramos. Same, is, day. Is the, same day, by the way. Yeah, same day. Um, Ramos is falling off top 100 lists while Morales is climbing up them. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I think Ramos, I think Ramos is just probably firmly around that 100 mark. If we're just being yeah. accurate well, like about e- it. Like, ESPN had him ranked 34 last, last year. Yeah. And that was like a big thing that like, um, both he and um, our Yankees GM were arguing against trading Ramos. I'm like, it's it's ESPN rankings. Like, I I understand. Like, it's we should kind of. I kind of understand. We should kind and like Fangraphs have them ranked, but like me personally, I've never liked how Fangraphs ranks and rates their prospects. Yeah, and I, mean, I don't take ESPN seriously. Guys. Yeah, I, mean, I think Kylie McDaniel does a good job, but again, it's it's one guy, and when you're a prospect evaluator, I think you're always going to have guys that you kind of like stick up for, yeah. right? As in, like, I actually am planting my flag as with this guy being significant compared to some others, and then but some of that gets like kind of averaged out. Like Baseball America has like five or six people at least. And they'll they have articles going over their process and their own like boards basically, where like there's a guy on there, I forget if it was like Jeff Ponce or so. One of them was like, I yeah. think White Langford is actually better than Jackson Holiday and Jackson Churio. But once all the votes are tallied, White Langford's three and the other guys are one and two. Yeah. You know? But I, you know, when it's just one guy making a ranking, you're going to get some guys like Brian Ramos who are like. And Brian Ramos really clearly looks re- looked really good, and I don't think he did anything bad this year. Um, but, you know, I think it's one guy saying, I think this guy is actually not better than everyone else does. Um, but I think, yeah. I think, you know, it, it, it drew a kind of an unreasonable amount of ire for a guy that, you know, I think Ramos is probably fine, but like, you know, I don't think it matters that much. Yeah. Um, and then real quick, before I go into the final trade, just want to go over to minor league signings. I, pause let me pause you there and talk about the specific day that some of these were coming in because yeah you sent in the morales and ramos trade um yeah there was a couple of name trades which of course there is such a there is soto and robert happened on the same day right that's what i was and manoa for dylan carlson which was a fun challenge trade not to steal your thunder dylan you'll talk about that later uh randy rosarena for logan gilbert that one was weird uh, Daniel Vogenbach for David Bote. Uh, again, that one's you know, kind of minor, but the <laughs> the uh, the Robert deal going through and it being three teams and the third team that didn't really have anything to do with it but got Anthony Santander for kind of free gets mm-hmm. Juan Soto. Uh, Soto is extended for 12 years, $432 million. And I think we did try and like gaslight ourselves into thinking well maybe the tigers once they pay off miguel cabrera will just find one of the greatest sitters of all time to get old and fat on their team like at least, they have a, at least they've like 
paid someone. You know yeah. what I mean? At and, least we had history. Yeah. And it wasn't just like Jiggy gaming the system and trying to win best GM. He gave up a lot of people. You know, yeah. he gave up Colt Keith, Ty Madden, Parker Meadows, and Freddie Pacheo. Yeah. I kind of knew that. Ty Madden returns. So Colt Keith is like a big time hitter. You know, I, I, there's, there's probably, it's not an overwhelming trade, which like, probably part of it, but. Um, it, it it's yeah, a little bit reminiscent of the Olsen deal, and you, I know you're getting like yeah. two years of Olsen, but he's also going to be extended into forever, so it's going to feel yeah, exactly. like you gave up ten years of Olsen when you really just gave up two. So it, it felt right. like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, All right. But that was a weird day. Anyway. Yeah, but Pat, just uh, oh. skip the transactions. Uh, just cut to the, your final trade because the final oh, trade. Oh, I wanted to mention real quick. I signed Miguel Andujar because I already had Clint Frazier and uh, Oh yeah, right. You, David you, Garcia uh, on the team. So now I have yeah. I have the trifecta. Um, yeah. So the final move that I did, which like we submitted this as a meme because we 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 were both convinced they're not going to approve this, but let's submit it anyways. Just just like because we 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 were ninety nine point nine percent sure this was going to be vetoed and we were fine with it, but we were both annoying people. Um, <laughs> I made a trade with the Tigers. Um, I received, I traded Tim Anderson because I did not decline Anderson's option. Yeah, that I, was kind of a shock when it was like, I, oh my God, I actually declined it. Well, I didn't, I didn't think the White Sox were going to decline it. So I, I, I picked it up. That. Yeah. Because um, my thought process was, well, he can mentor the young guys I'm bringing in. Well, like um, and, at minimum, he'll be able to rebuild value on a, it's yeah. a one year, like what, $14 million deal. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't matter. No big deal. Yeah. Um, so I traded Tim Anderson to the Detroit Tigers. And in return, I received Jace Young, um, Matt Thompson. I wonder how you did that. And coming back to Chicago, uh, Javier Baez. <laughs> okay, so let me let me go into uh, this for a second here, because this was the low point of the sim. So <laughs> verbal messages at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on November 27th, Jiggy tried to trade Baez. Check mod mail. And I'm like, no, I don't want to. Uh, Jiggy, urgent, please check mod mail and tell me you're approving it. Warble, he has a 10-teamer? Yes. Why would we waive it to go to a rebuilding team in the division, or why wouldn't the White Sox be on the list in theory? And Jiggy's like, no, he likes Chicago. And he can mess with the Tigers for forever. And, uh, Warble's like, he likes the Cubs, not the White Sox. It's different. And uh, Jiggy said he also may not expect an in-division trade, so they may not be on the list for that reason. That's a vaguely decent argument. <laughs> not a good not one, but a decent it. one. <laughs> um, and then Digi said, I'm contemplating. And he Suicide. said, I would not. No, they were, they were in cahoots to just be like, at this point, they were worn down, and they're like, we'll oh. just let anything happen. And um, I said... Uh, yeah, because at this point, Warble said, I got to touch grass. I'm upset about a lot of different things. And I said, I appreciate your sacrifice. Do what you got to do. And then it was posted. And I thought that was dumb. And I went on there. Like, you can find my comment on reddit.com and where I was like, what, what is going on? This was the dumbest thing ever. It was SB Nation level bad. Yeah, this is not how it works. It would not be in the division. You can't trade Baez. Anderson, like maybe he could have traded Baez 
to a different team. And that's kind of why I wanted to veto the deal and then say, pick a different team other than the White Sox. Yeah. And um, I was outvoted and I was <laughs> mad about it. So I now had to defend yeah, acquiring Baez. And I'm just like, well, I just want Chase Young. And I'm like, look, look, like the White Sox aren't going to be spending, these White Sox aren't spending money for five years anyways while they get this this young core together. Baez can at least be an example of how not to play baseball for these guys. <laughs> and, like, I got in a fight with, with, with the Yankees GM again. Like, why would you do this and stuff? I'm like, it's not my money. It's like, yeah, it's your owner's money, who you work for. I'm like, Ryan Surf barely owns the team anymore. <laughs> and then I moved the White Sox to Nashville and yeah. sold them see, to Barack Obama to end the sim. See, see you kind of have you can kind of have fun with this and like that trade should have never happened. Both no, of the GMs never, admit that should have never happened. happened. All of the mods realize it absolutely shouldn't have happened, and yet it did. And we it had did. to put our names by it for <laughs> perpetuity I, to say I, we did this. I got worse trade of the sim, but I didn't get worse GM. Which was awesome. Yeah, I didn't even finish in the top three. You you did well on that front. Um, yeah, other yeah, people. I think, I think well, problem, and, like like Frack, you said the team was just like doing this in division is just like there's no way anyone would ever do a salary dump like that in division. This does it just yeah. doesn't. There's no. I mean, the universe. closest comparison is Elvis. Is Elvis for Jonah Heim? Elvis and a ton of money for Jonah Heim, but even right. then, that's yeah. not Javier Baez because Elvis was at the end of that bad deal. Yeah, like, you and trade Elvis Javier Baez. So, like, usable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you I, trade I was, Baez. I was I was like copying myself. Oh, it's only twenty five million a year. We'll yeah. be fine. That's pennies in this and economy. I don't hate the idea of what Pat did, based on like I will take money to get a good player. Like I actually don't hate the idea. It's just that he took the wor- one of the worst assets in baseball, a guy that has no value for any contending team unless he magically figures out how to hit the ball again, which, you know, TBD. Like, he took one of the worst assets in baseball for a guy who's probably not going to be motivated to play for an awful team. And Jace Young, Jace Young is, like, a solid prospect. <laughs> and you got Matt Manning, too. Yeah. Matt Manning is just, like... Yeah, Matt Manning, I, not Matt I still like Manning. I was like, I, why was I saying Matt Thompson? It was Matt Manning. Matt Manning I still yeah. like Manning. I liked that. No, I like Manning has potential. Like, it's like, it's so, like, if you're taking... It's like I the, was trying so hard to, to convince Jiggy to give up Casey Mize. If you're comparing it to like the Max Scherzer situation, right? Like Max yeah. Scherzer and Justin Verlander. Like, the Mets were like, alright, we're going to functionally trade, like, a decent player and, like, what? 60, 70 million dollars or whatever. Yeah. We're going to buy good prospects. And if you look at the guys they got, Acuna's probably in the same ballpark of what you got back. Um, but they didn't I don't think they gave up quite as much there. Or like they weren't giving up quite the mm-hmm. assets. And then the yeah. other one, they got a more substantial return um with the Astros. Um, Gil- that Gilbert guy, yeah, right? That was like yep. eighty million dollars that they basically sunk um total. So and you're you know you're taking fifty sixty million dollars into the future, you just have you can't do fifty million dollars sixty million dollars unless there's like a truly like franchise cornerstone you know maybe not that like you know yeah it doesn't have to be a future superstar necessarily but like right 
if we're talking about the Tigers, like Colt Keith probably makes a lot more sense than Jace Young um, in that equation, even if the Tigers be like, no, absolutely not. And then if they says absolutely not, then you move on, everyone moves on with their lives. You know, it's like, yeah, it's, it's everyone's just, better for it not happening. Yeah. And, and oh, I was definitely <laughs> screaming into a void. Yeah, things yeah. happen at the end of the sim. You know, it's like it's not a big deal. You know, here's but the thing. It's this funny. was this was November nineteenth, so usually things do happen at the end of the sim, and we get that. But this was November. This was middle of November. That's well, the usually sim basically ended Thanksgiving. When Otani, yeah, well, yeah. when Otani was gone, so that's why it was so weird. Of like, we were just burned out. And I'll get to the thing that really set the mods off. Mm-hmm. me included i'll get to that in a second but um i just wanted to mention the day before uh this really encapsulates the entire thing of being a moderator of a sim where no one has anything to lose and it's you're playing with monopoly money um yeah. i said y'all agree to the taj bradley for chas mccormick deal digi says what i said it's garbage i didn't post it warble says i mean it sucks but what would be vetoable about it yeah. Taj Bradley, Colin Pochet, Austin Shenton, Adrian Santana, and Colton Ledbetter for Chas McCormick, Will Wagner, and Alimber Santa. I was like, okay, I'll just post it, whatever. Like, that's the Rays giving up Taj Bradley, one of their big, big pitching prospects, like one of yep. the only tier one guys that there is, which I don't believe don't believe in tier one pitching prospects, but well, yeah. Bradley. Pochet, who's a good reliever, their two most recent draft pick, first round draft picks for Chas McCormick, McCormick, Chas. He's 29. Who's like, yeah, who like Dusty Baker kept calling too fat to play in the outfield, essentially. He was having a breakout season and Dusty's like, I'll play it half the time. Like, oh, yeah, give you a boost lose some weight. <laughs> lose some weight, kid. So like, so he's, he's like, good, but it's like, oh, God, you know. So that would put like you can't veto it because two GMs in good faith messaged each other and came to this agreement. And I bet they had fun talking to each other. But like, can you veto it because it's it sucks? That That's kind of the thing. Can you veto it because it sucks? So that was where you're you're always stuck as a mod of like, yeah, well, everyone's dumb and I hate the world. So, so what set the mods off real quick? Yamamoto. Yes. Okay. Oh my. Yeah, that that goodness. deserves discussing. That was so funny. It was so much worse than Otani. <laughs> funny, it was yeah, kind of but oh the Otani situation just like It was yeah. same agent, same agent. Um and uh more not obtuse, but just like more lawyer ball. Definitely felt like we were getting into lawyer ball by the time we got to Yamamoto. The mm-hmm. specific issues of the contract where I was like I stuck my neck out for Otani's agent because I felt like we put her in a bad place. And then with this, basically the end result of this Yamamoto thing was two of the mods logged off. Permanently. Yeah. I ran the sim for the last three weeks. I posted every single move. I messaged everyone. I, I, all the minor league contracts were me. And like, I did not expect to be doing that much in the sim and the two weeks it's really two weeks where i was the only one one of the weeks was totally empty and desolate the last week had a flurry of activity which was nice so really the first weeks and the last week were more activity than most sims 
per week. Weeks when it was dead, it was dead, dead. So anyway, Yamamoto deal, I'm trying to find, because it goes across several days. Yamamoto was vetoed because the Mariners GM didn't have enough money to sign him because he still had Evan White on his payroll. And also, it was pretty clear that, like, the Mariners weren't getting Otani, so why would they get Yamamoto? The Mariners just didn't have enough money. And we were like, all right, let's give him some chance. Let's see if he can clear space. Meanwhile, outside the mod chat, the Mariners GM is like posting all hours of the night. Evan White's on the block. Come <laughs> trade Evan White. Please. Give me Evan. Like, I got you. I got Man. you, Evan White, right here. Foof had a fun sim. I love him. And Foof. it's like, I love him. And at the same time, you're reading this, and I'm like, hmm, I wonder why. And so the agent's starting to realize, like, wait. This deal, this mega deal you're signing him for is conditional on you trading Evan White, who's yeah. maybe one of the worst contracts yep. in baseball history. Not because mm-hmm. of money, but because of decision-making process. Yeah. Like, um, And so we were like, we should just veto it now or veto it tonight. It was vetoed, um, I, I think. And then the next day, it, it, this went on for several days because like half the sim gets involved they knew about it just as much as we did and i was like how does how's the word getting out about yamamoto and some people are at the same time like who is yamamoto who is this guy because like outside the world baseball classic he's not a name figure until this off season and this is november so yeah i was gonna say the yamamoto thing i had even mentioned on the podcast that i'm i think we might collectively all not be understanding what he this guy is gonna get because he's 25 years old, he's like the best pitcher to come over from Japan basically ever if you consider the era that he's, you know, there's more talented yeah. players in Japan. So he's younger than most of the guys that come over. He's better than most of the guys that come over. He's got proven success against, you know, other pros, other, you know, major leaguers and whatnot. Um, and I think most people were like, all right, that's like a $200 million guy. And I'm like, no, I think that's like a 300 plus, you know, like that's very possible. Uh, and the sim, like the bidding war that began on him when he kind of became officially posted was like, oh, wow. Like people really buy into this guy as like a true. We have mental issues. Yeah. I mean, he broke the record for a starting pitcher. Yeah. I was going to say like in real life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We our our bidding process got aggressive. I was really aggressive. I went up to like 260 and I thought, okay, so aggressive and it. Yeah. Didn't it close. If I may jump in on November yes. 25th, Horrible says, what are we going to do about Yamamoto, man? What a dumbass deal. <laughs> Shohei, at least in theory, would get 600 million. Who the blank is giving Yamamoto anything close to 15 years, $412 million. <laughs> the 15 said, years is the funniest part, man. Yeah, I said vetoing it because the M's are out on Otani sounds unfair, but perfectly arguable. And Warble says he'd be lucky to get eight years, 200 million in real life. And we're doubling both of those numbers. And I was like, is it egregious enough to tip the scales? And he said, this deal is awful. It's wildly unrealistic. He said, I don't feel good putting my name on it. He said, it's just too many years and too much money. The agent is arguing we're just dictating deals, but like, come on. Like telling her what she can and can't argue. But at the same time, like. It's our job to rein in the agents and the GMs from going off into this magical world where there is no such thing as realism or constraints and you're just having fun. Yep. It's kind of our job to be the lame adults. Yeah. The adults. It, was, it was an absurd contract. 
there's so much back and forth about this one deal that we had to basically argue the obvious of 15 years, $412 million is not happening. The Mariners are not giving that out for Yamamoto. Specifically the Mariners, I think, was kind of the... If it was the Dodgers, you'd be like, this sucks, but like, at least it makes sense. Even then, like, if it was... Uh, the number was so Sasuke. high, what we thought, yeah. Yeah, if it was Rody or the, the, the guy who's really going to get this type of deal... When Rocky, he comes yeah. over to Rocky. If if it if it was that guy, I think I'd oh, be like, no, it's Rocky. Ah, Rocky. Yeah, Rocky. Rocky's, yeah. Rocky's Sasaki. No, if it was, was going to get four hundred million, dude. When he comes yeah. over, he's getting four hundred mil. That part was not going to be that surprising to me, and I probably would have said, ah, oh, fine. But Yamamoto, I'm like, seriously. So we uh, this went for a while. Because uh, then the Giants jumped in because the Giants kind of had Otani money. Yeah, they, yeah. Were, they were a potential. They were one of the final teams that could have gotten him, but they, they didn't. Got leaky, and then that was pretty much they had the rest of their money to spend. Right, and the so the the Giants GM was also new, and so it kind of felt like the uh, the actually the Giants and the A's GMs were the only new ones, mm-hmm. uh, which is less than we usually do. Less yeah. new people. We had a good um, group this year. Yeah, yeah, great group. Uh, so yeah and then the agent's like you should have just made a mod controlled free agent and then the bias thing sneaks in when we're all discussing Yamamoto and that's how it snuck in because we're all we all have big time burnout about Yamamoto meanwhile the bias thing sneaks meanwhile here I am uh, Yamamoto is beyond my care now Warble said on November 28th Um, I put out the survey and then just the kind of the momentum (laughs) ran out because of Yamamoto. So I would say he broke the sim as much as Otani did. Yeah. And then it, and then like, and then there was even, it was just a miserable end to the sim. And then when it ended, I think we all had a big collective sigh of relief. Yeah. I don't know. I had I mean, fun the last week. Yeah. I, I think, yes. yeah, I think I, I don't want to overestimate how intentions of a lot of the Yamamoto stuff was particularly behind closed doors. Cause like, I only knew about it because I was I I'm a gossip, you know, you know, I just know these people enough that I just know what's happening. Yeah. Right. But like basically the the balance was that the Otani thing had already happened and you guys didn't want to make this same mistake, basically, of being like, all right, we can't just say you offered the most money. Here you go. You know, and then but uh, again, I think the final offer ended up being somewhere around twelve three fifty. Or something like that, right? Which was, or like maybe three seventy. I can't remember the exact number. Um, One second, I can get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was ten, 10 years, three hundred seven. Which is you... like almost exactly what the Dodgers got it for. I think they might have added years to that, but like, and like, there's options and things, but like, after all that, we kind of ended we... up in the ballpark of like what actually happened, yeah. which was kind of stunning yeah. after how contentious that was. After how contentious and how absurd 15 years sounded right? compared to every other deal. And, you know, the sports business side of things, the uh, the regional sports networks are imploding before our eyes. We don't know what the finances of baseball will be. Yeah. Um, we'll get to this in a second about deferrals because that's uh, – uh, it was a sim meme before it was a real-life meme. Well, but, I, I, don't, um, I don't even know if we need to get into it. We just can't – we can't account for that because that's like real-life accounting, right? Because it's like yeah. how do we – how do we – we're already playing with fake money. 
God the bless idea the mod team next year who has to decide up. what Shohei's salary is going to be. I mean, I think oh, it's no. going to be the, if it's going to be the two mil or if it's going to be the forty-eight that they've adjusted. I think we got to oh, no. purposes. I think we got to do it based off what they're paying him because that's Which how they got mil. Yamamoto. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, no. that's wild. Yeah. Yeah. And so anyway, yeah. we just never do deferrals and people are always like, what if we deferred the month? Like it's it's a it's a meme just like backloading is where you yeah. backload the back of the contract so you don't have to think about it. But like these are the budget tricks that people started doing in real life. And now we have to in the sim account for real life stupidity. Right. Um yeah. so the sim ended kind of with a whimper, but I had I had fun running the last week or so yeah. by myself, but it was very clear that like uh, this was not how it was supposed to end. The Otani and the Yamamoto thing <laughs> sucked up all the energy. Lots of weird trades. Yeah, that some of them were. I mean, like on down the line, Mitch Garver went to the Mariners for almost identical the yep. years and money that he signed for two weeks later. Like we we did like we were right on the money with a bunch of guys. And, and, and there's kind still of, a... um, one comparable one there. And it kind of just, I'll, I'll do just a quick kind of speed run of the Cardinal stuff mm-hmm. that I did. Yeah, I was like, going to say, talk about your sim. Yeah, the, sorry. One of the we first trades up. I made was Tyler O'Neill. Like, it was a trade involving Tyler O'Neill and Brendan Donovan. And it was to the Red Sox. And the main thing was to get Brian Bellow, who was a pitcher. So basically be swapping out one of these talented infielders and a one-year outfielder for... Brian Bell- right. Bello, because the Cardinal, I went into the offseason like the Cardinals pitching just sucks broadly. So I just wanted to replace as many guys as I could. Um, and I ended up trading part of the deal was Tyler O'Neill going to the Red Sox and reliever Nick Robertson going back to the Cardinals, which then happened two weeks after I did that, which was like, oh my God, that's actually great. Like they, they did that as more of like a, it was just that. Ours was like a piece of a larger deal. But like occasionally, like that doesn't happen that often. Like we'll we'll often be like, okay, the right team signed a player or the right team traded for a player, but very rarely do we ever get deals happening in real life and in the sim where the exact same guys are being moved to the exact same team. So that was like a I always like enjoy those or like I take pride in those, you know, because it's like I feel like I'm actually thinking of this right, you know. I you know, I don't know if Tyler Neal is gonna be amazing, I don't know if he's gonna suck, but like I'm, I'm thinking about this the right way, you know, and I'm adding the bright players and looking at the right players. So that was a lot of fun for me. Um, kind of the highlights of the St. Louis Cardinals thing. Like I said, it was, it was mainly just my, just any effort to get a pitcher, the free agent market got stupid and I got kind of shut out of a lot of it. So I got Bellow in that trade. I traded Carlson, which is Mike Carlson, Carlson for McGreevy for Manoa, which is basically just my roll of the dice on Manoa being good again, which is just like, uh, I don't know about that. But at least it's like, whereas the real life Cardinals basically punted the idea of having anyone young in the rotation ever again. Like, I'm like, all right, let me give let me give myself a shot at a couple of young guys that could be valuable for like five years, you know, because if it that works, that's huge. Right. I just wasn't able to like add more on top of that if i got like yamamoto and those guys i would have been like i'm the greatest gm of all time you know like mm-hmm. don't even you know don't even no one else gets to make don't that even cool. question it yeah. yeah i'm i'm the goat um i was not able to because the prices got so bad i tried for trick scoople so bad i was gonna trade nolan gorman and some others for trick scoople and still got outbid by the doctors which is you, 
way more realistic of a deal than where Scooble actually went to, which it was, was so bad. A, Do- yeah, a Dodgers so, fan having yeah. a free pick of all the Dodgers prospects that he liked. Emmett yeah. Sheehan, Miguel Vargas, Shahu DePaula, uh, Kyle Hurt, Dalton Rushing for Scooble and Andy Abanez. So you can make the case that's five top 100 prospects. Like DePaula oh, is yeah. the one the, who's like on the, the fringe. The Dodgers had a very, very bad wild sim like <laughs> so they, they traded for eloy right and then they signed reese hoskins that should have been vetoed yeah, 100%. yeah. So there's a team that. that yeah like they didn't get a tiny so you add two dhs reese hoskins. and he wants to play yep. reese in the outfield which coming off one he was horrible there to begin with he's probably the worst outfielder you could possibly do that was before he tore his acl yep um, and so he's got Reese Hosk and he added Kevin Kiermeyer on a team that had James Altman and all these guys already. Like it was yep. just like he added so many random guys into the fold. He he signed Craig Kimbrell, and then our our Dodgers fans in Slack were actually like these are this is Digi and Jiggy who are typically just yep. like we want to have fun. This is this is you know thing to do for fun. But like why would the Dodgers? ever touch Craig Kimbrell with a hundred foot pole after what they saw out of him as a dot. Like the Craig Kimbrell Dodgers yeah. experience was like PTSD for awful. And it's it was, like, it was about as bad as the Phillies experience. Yeah, absolutely horrible. And it's just like, this is just, there's so many guys that just do not make sense for this team. So that, that was my worst three were the angels, which we mentioned for a handful of reasons, uh, the Dodgers and then the Mariners, which was less like I hated, like, I think the, the Mariners one was fun. It was just so egregiously like unrealistic based on yeah. what the actual Mariners would do, which I think everything we've seen is that's correct. Um, but I, I think that one was at least more justifiable because it had fun factor and they probably made their team better this, this year. So, yeah. Um, the last kind of key pieces I made for the Cardinal Sim, I got Josh Hader on like a really nice deal while I struck out on all the starters. I got Josh Hader for five years, $70 million, um, which, and he just literally signed today. Um, Four inning calls. $95 million. Yeah, I threw in this fun thing that created, I, I feel like I got like unnecessary pushback on this. I threw in a clause that's probably illegal, um, but it was basically like, Every time he records an outing of at least, and he records four outs, so basically pitches more than one inning, he would get a bonus, like a fat bonus, yep. because it would basically be like, the idea was he was really good at it early in his career, and then said, I don't want to blow out my arm, because I need to cash in at some point, like stop yep. using me, out unless it's a ninth inning, you know? Um, so he hasn't pitched a second inning in any game in two years. Like it's been straight up two years since any, you know, the Padres did that with him um, or the Brewers. And I was like, all right, that's fun. So like if I ever, in my mind, I was like, if my team ever needs to do it, you know, it's another couple hundred grand in his pocket or whatever. Right. So it's just like a funny incentive. And people were like, that's controlling his like playing time and stuff. It's like rigging the system. And I'm like, like, okay, just like then offer one more million dollars and then no one cares. And then no one ever did. <laughs> like I got yeah. hater, like no matter what you think of the option. I like, again, I it's might not be legal and I don't know, but like, Five years, $70 million felt completely beatable. It was my first offer for him. I never even considered offering less. Um, so I don't really understand how that happened considering all the other things 
that were going on. I think I just snuck in kind of at the right time. But um, even if I didn't get the starters, I wanted getting the best reliever for like kind of a good deal is, I think, uh, pretty fun for me. Um, yeah. What are the other kind of highlights here? Um, I made a trade with the Padres involved. I got I took on Jake Cronenworth with some of that money that I wasn't able to spend. Um, so I kind of just used him as a super utility guy to replace uh, a couple of guys I traded. I, and I got back. Um, let me see here. Yeah, so, I so it's funny. I was, I was in talks to get Cronenworth too, yeah. and then you uh, you jumped me. Scott Barlow as another yep. relief option. So another another guy in the in the bullpen and Dylan Lesko, who is this you know super super high value prospect who had Tommy John surgery coming out of the draft, um, but was yep. you know considered elite high school arm, like actually like one of the best high school pitchers ever. So I'm really excited to see if that turns out. Um, I traded Tommy Edmond because it was kind of like he's running out of time a little bit. Let's see if we can get some juice out of that, um, despite the fact that I really like him a lot. Um, I traded him to Minnesota for Brock Stewart, who I don't know if Brock Stewart's been talked about enough for like how sickeningly good he was this past year. Like he was like such a random dude with the Dodgers like six years ago and didn't play for several years. I don't know if it was an injury thing or just like what, but he came back to Minnesota throwing 100 miles an hour like yep. <laughs> out of nowhere. And I, he was like he had a .7 ERA and like a one FIP in like 30 innings, like coming up in like June. It's like, what in the heck is going on here, dude? Like this is yeah, .65 ERA. And he looked like it's like having a Joan Duran, except he's seven years older and just like some random white guy. <laughs> so he's, that was a really fun one. Um, Cause then he slots in under, Hater and Helsley and Barlow. So that's kind of like my like revamped bullpen, right? Um, and I also got Austin Martin in that deal, who uh, was the former, what, fifth, sixth pick of the draft. His has like no power, but he's kind of good at everything else. So maybe he can just be Tommy Edmond. That's kind of the hope. Um, I got Alex Verdugo and a kind of a minor trade. And then uh, what was the other one that I wanted to? Was there another one? Yeah, I mean that's pretty much it. I signed, I signed like Lance Lynn, you know, like stuff like that that like the yeah. real team did, that or like just makes sense life. to yeah. fill space. So, I, I think the the highlight was definitely like, okay, that bullpen last year, I just like get rid of it, <laughs> and I just yeah. you know I tore it down and got you know, I think I went from like a twenty fifth bullpen to like the fifth or better bullpen, you know? So yeah. I think that's really exciting. I think my miss was on the, um, was on the pitching, like the starting pitching, but you know, the rest I think is just solid overall. I think, especially in that division probably should be pretty good, but it was fun yeah. handling a team like the Cardinals. Cause I really don't, I don't care for the Cardinals necessarily. So I kind of had like, kind of like cracked my knuckles and like, all right, what can I do here? <laughs> that might annoy some people. Like I, uh, people, that I talked to about it, like they're like, how could you trade Brandon Donovan? And it's like, dude, like he's like 26. He's can't really oh, play I'm, much defense. I'm, I'm banned from the White Sox subreddit right now. Yeah, don't don't go on they, Reddit. They, no, they actually banned me. Oh, no, that does not for my sin. Yeah. Um, like the people are very unreasonable when it comes to like understanding their own team. If you're like talking about yeah. the least common denominators here, um. 
you know, so like when you trade someone like Brendan Donovan, who they believe is like somehow like the heart and soul of the team, <laughs> it's just like, I don't know how to argue with that, you know? So, um, there was, you know, I'm not going to say everything is perfect. And I, I think the ACE not being part of the team still is, you know, the, the negative, but I thought, I, thought yeah. I had a pretty good time. I think I got a couple votes for best GM, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I but think I think, so. I think I was that one move yeah. short, you know what I mean, of like yeah. blowing the doors off. Yeah, you had like eight votes. You you were you finished second in uh friendly SGM. Yeah. So I mean I the, yeah, that, my my cool. mission and I think like accomplished that with the Red Sox trades and stuff, particularly like I I want to make trades that not only like benefit me, because it's it's really easy to jump at the people that I think are like either not as experienced or have uh, bad valuations of players, right? Because we know we a lot of people know who those people are, you know. And you're talking about me. I get it. <laughs> yeah, you. Uh, everyone can just walk up to Frack and Pat and say, "Hey, I want your good players, and not take my bad players." But um, what I really want, you is... at least have to sell it a little. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've I do have pride in like the trades that feel like this could be like a real life trade and you wouldn't think twice about it, you know? Yeah. Like one of my first trades a long time ago was with the I think it was with our friend Ben. I think he was the twins, and it was I was the Orioles. I traded Jonathan Scope in his like first year and like Hunter Harvey and someone else for Brian Dozier, you know, cause the Orioles were really trying to win right before, you know, cause that was kind of coming to a head as so far as they had Davis Machado and, and Machado. Yeah. You know, and that was one that you look back on now and it's like, wow, that's like really interesting to think about, you know? Yeah. And like, um, and, and I think another trade interesting, I guess another trade I did with the wins in a different sim was Shelby Miller, which ended up being like, Max Kepler and Nick Gordon, you know, so it's like it, it it ends up being like really interesting without being like taking advantage. I don't I don't like to feel like I took advantage of someone, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it'll happen every once in a while, you know, but like I think things like um, Brian Bello and Brendan Donovan, like I have my own opinion about Brendan Donovan. I don't think he's a great player. Like if he's really good with like it wouldn't shock me at all if he like is better than Bello. You know what I mean? Like that wouldn't shock me. But like I'm willing to take that risk because I think it's entertaining and I think it has like a, serves a lot of purpose on both sides. So um I think I accomplished that really, really well too. Nothing I did um, was like controversial. Yeah. Right. And that's that's good. Uh that's... speaking speaking of our friend Paul Lover forty four. He got second best GM he as did. the Diamondbacks really to sim. He had a, he had a good sim. sim. Yeah, because he um, also got Eduardo Rodriguez right on a... Yeah. I didn't love the deal, but I think the fit, because he already had traded for Cease, he turned like... He now I has mean, like Eduardo's a, a Diamondback in real life, know? too. Yeah. Did he, wait, did, so, did, did he sign... Did I, he signed with I the Diamondbacks. Confusing? He did sign with the Diamondbacks? Like, like in, in real life, sim. yeah. Oh, in the sim? I don't know. Who, who's, Maybe. I might, I might be making that up, actually. Like I, this happens to me. This yeah. happens to me all the time too. Or like, uh, no, I think Eduardo went to the Cubs. Yeah. Oh, because I think he got outbid. Oh right. Yeah, so, so the Diamondbacks, the Diamondbacks extended Zach Gallon. That was one of their other big moves. Which yeah, they got to steal. Um, it, uh, extending players in the sim is kind of like uh, like winning at solitaire, not, sort of. Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> you're playing really yourself. 
you're playing yourself and so whenever people are like oh but he had this really good extension i'm gonna vote for him in the best gm like what what why like yeah. this is about how you deal with others not how you deal with yourself I, by the uh, way the uh, reese hoskins contract was three years 60 million sorry i'm trying to find the eduardo so contract but i had to bring that up that's so sad um jiggy won best gm which was his only goal, I assume. Whole <laughs> uh, lover 44, second best. Uh, not Felix Hernandez and the Twins got a, was tied there. for third. I love, uh, I love negotiating with him. He's always one of like, I think I might have voted him the best to work with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, just, he's, he's one of those guys that guy. isn't around all the time, but like, just like, is just very nice dealing with, which is sometimes a, mm-hmm. uh, you know, matters a lot when some of the other people are I'm around. looking here I forgot that uh, um the Dodgers signed Snell for 7200 yeah I mean I guess that doesn't yeah. look horrible but it's just like everything else I just want to throw up yeah the, yeah. Uh, the uh, lineup the, is like a disaster um Rangers signed Cody Bellinger 7150 yeah I thought the Rangers yeah, signed that's, that's such a BNAV signing yeah I thought they did yeah. really well they they got kind of a steal with Jordan Montgomery although I don't know he's still unsigned so I don't know what number he's yeah. gonna get yeah. Um, Cubs, but Cubs yeah. signed Sonny Gray five one forty five. I offered Sonny Gray one hundred and thirty seven million dollars week one, thinking that I, I would just that. I would just like blow the offers out of the you know like it wouldn't so, be close because he signed yeah. for what eighty in real life mm-hmm. something like that. Yep. And so yep. like I'm off, offered fifty seven million dollars more than he got in real life before he signed in real life. Like I'm like. There's no way someone top this, and then of course the number one team that is competing against my team gives him extra money, and so that was yeah. that was that combined with the Otani at the beginning of the sim was like just such a punch in the gut. So I was yeah. just like, mm-hmm. oh my god, I'm actually screwed. Um, <laughs> there's not, the, I'm never uh, going to be able to add good players. Yeah, I I think if I think if there's one uh, GM that I want to highlight at the very end, it's um, for whenever that is, it's Sparks. And the Royals. Yeah. Can you pull up? Can someone pull up all the moves he made? Yeah, I can. Yeah, I, I will in a moment. I'm just kind is, of going through yeah. here. Yeah, finish your. Uh, your, your yeah, pull up his. Well. Yeah. Um, so, like some of the big contracts, Tigers extended Soto, 12 years, 432 mil. Um, the Gallo contract was three years, 25 million. Um, I forgot that the Reds that traded um, for Tyler Glass now. That trade was um, pretty I mean, interesting. That, we that was Marte, Marte, right? Before the yeah. podcast started. And yeah, that it, was a very... Was, I, I've heard that one of the worst ones. Um, just because, like, giving up Marte for, what, one year of Tyler Glass now at $25 yeah. million. The, the extension saved it a little bit. But again, like Frack kind of said, I don't want to, like, overcredit someone for, argue, you know, negotiating against no one. You know what I mean? So, like, I just didn't care to... Over, you know, it's a good good extension, but the trade itself was dog yeah. water. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to find, and they gave up Tyler Stevenson, three. and it's like I know Tyler yeah. Stevenson probably not great, but like, what's the point? Did did Eduardo not sign? No, he had. Yeah, to he signed sign. with the Cubs. He signed with the Cubs. He got like two okay. eyebrows and stuff. It, it wasn't a good signing. The Cubs, the Cubs basically just went. Like, I need to throw enough money around so that the Cardinals and other teams don't have a chance, which is like, that's a strategy. It's just like, if one of those guys doesn't work out, since they signed Gray and him, if one of those guys doesn't work out, it's going to, you know, it's going to blow up harder yeah. than it would. So I, I oh, didn't think. Shoda, 
Shota Imanaga got five one fourteen. Yeah. Um, um so yeah, if you want to pull up Sparks Sparks moves and then we'll wrap this up. Yeah, so Sparks was voted what third best GM, something like that. He's, he mm-hmm. was the real best GM. Yeah, I'll say that. I mean, this is this is like frack core, right? Because this is like taking a team that's bad and isn't going to spend a lot of money, but finding like kind of, you know, lottery tickets and diamonds in the rough. His free agent signings, I'm just going to run through it quickly. So because they're all like short, they're either one year or two years at like dirt yeah. cheap value. Mm-hmm. He signed Luis Severino, Frankie Montas, Michael, Michael Brantley, which <laughs> I guess that looks different now, but still he's probably yeah. worth six million dollars if he wanted to play baseball. Um, yep. Phil Matone, two years, six million. Jake Diekman, that was Christian great. Bethancourt, Enzi Almonte, Jorge Alcala. Um, and then which trades did he make here? He traded away Brandon, Brady Singer for like four moderate Padres prospects. Ray Kerr is in it. He was the guy that was traded in the weird Matt Carpenter salary dump with Atlanta in real life. Um, he made a trade with the Brewers involving some guys, some like young, you know, he, he, all his trades are typically like, let me get a little younger and get some guys with interesting kind of, um, pitching dynamics and things like that. Um, he traded away Jackson Coar, traded away Edward Olivares, he traded away James MacArthur. He got Luis Urias, who is like an actual name in that one. Um, I traded with him, uh, to get, he got two like random pitchers that he liked the spin rates on, but are otherwise not notable. And I got Nate Eaton. <laughs> who is uh an outfielder for the it's like a he's like a super tooled up like uh outfielder infielder for the royals who uh cannot hit the ball like at all but he Not threw like 94 he threw 94 miles an hour in a, like an april game like coming out of the bullpen and i'm like I think that guy might be a pitcher. <laughs> so I just like I traded for him and now he's going to be a two-way player from my imaginary Memphis Redbirds <laughs> for a little while. There you go. So that's there that's that's what makes, you know, that's what the Sims all about is converting yep. a random guy yep. from your hometown that you kind of are interested in as a player and making him a reliever. Um yeah, Sparks did the thing where lots of people are not don't have the restraint to do this, right? Where he actually he held off from making any substantial moves and just targeted guys, Severino, Montas in particular, where it's like, okay, there's not much point in the Royals adding like an innings eater at this point, right? Like, what do you get out of the Royals adding another Jordan Lyles or Lance, Lin- you know, that type of guy, right? Like, if you're not going to be in the playoffs, then you should be shooting for upside because and then those guys either one, give you a better chance of making like a weird breakthrough or they give you tremendous trade value compared to a guy who has a 4.6 ERA, right? And Montas and Severino might break within half a year, but that's kind of the risk and it's a one year deal. So it like doesn't matter. So um, this is kind of the embodiment of like the, like keeping it, keeping it safe, but smart, you know, not ripping through your franchise in order to just like be active, you know, which happens to a lot of us. And that's the kind of the natural. Yep inclination is i gotta do stuff um but i I think he definitely deserved some credit for making moves on the fringes and finding some good deals stuff that when you read it you were like oh of course player should be valued more highly than we value him for like phil matone for six million dollars total over two years like that's like someone that could be an incredible value you know what i mean jake deakman for two million he was 
Austin with the Rays again. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, like when you go when you go A's Rays with crazy spin rates and you can't hit the strike zone to save your life. You're you, and you're the Royals and you have a terrible bullpen. He really transformed that bullpen, kind of like you did, but like yeah, in different ways. Yeah, he 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 got more like. Yeah, long-term assets, guys to bet on. And, and the Royals situation was just so brutal that it's hard to like – I like last year, I tried to like, okay, if the Royals are on an upswing, what can I do to assist it? And like I just – the stuff that I did, the Trey Turner signing was one thing, but like the rest, it just didn't – they just don't have enough. You know, the farm system sucks. You know, like even – like you can make the case that Bobby Witt's like a top 10 player in baseball now. And like they still – like what else? It's Vinny, Bobby – and like, is there any other players that you'd really count on? Singer, maybe, but like he's running out of time. So like that made sense to trade him if you're gonna get guys back that you really value and believe in. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's kind of the flip side of a lot of the things we've been talking about, right? Is where a lot of these people, ourselves included, jump for the big fish where there are people in this exercise that, you know because they value certain things about certain guys can kind of take a more measured approach and end up better off, even if it's in kind of, uh, you know, mild sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a, right. a, that's a good boy it as. Yeah. Yeah. Just wrap it up here. Did any final thoughts? Yeah. I was going to say, is in, are the, were there any other giant deals? Uh, the one, the mutual. We, we covered everything. The, there was Brett Beatty for Drew Thorpe, which I thought was really great. Yeah, because um, that's one of those end, ones. Yes. Yeah, that was one of those ones where it's like you could see. I think there's like a fifty-fifty split of Brett Beatty or Drew Thorpe being the best player in that deal, and that's kind of yeah. like the perfect encapsulation of, um, you know what like a fun trade is about, especially in like real life when that happens. You're like, ooh, you know, like yeah. that's gonna be fun. Um. Yeah, I was trying to make sure Jordan Montgomery was one of those exclusive signings for five years, 10, 100 million. So he was voted best signing, but it was also like, you know, he probably should have just been a free agent, even if that was a fair offer. Um, But yeah, I mean, like I I said, I think at the the start of all this, we were a little agitated. (laughs) It was a little chaotic because of the Otani situation and the Yamamoto, but. you know, I think I think this is another year where I think we proved that what we do, we're, we are getting better at this, I think, overall. And yeah, as a unit, we get closer, we inch closer and it's a slow and it's never going to be we're never going to have the information real teams have. But we get closer and closer to operating this as if we are really knowledgeable about what's going on, you know, and that's I think that's an impressive thing to do because of the lack of information we have, right? We're only working on second and third party sources, right? We don't have any internal data. We don't have anything that these teams have, um, but we're still able to kind of value guys and make judgments about guys that end up having like real life implications and like connections, you know? Um, And I am continually impressed by how, how much better we get at a lot of parts of it even even with kind of the chaos that ensues in some of the other parts. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a great place to end it. Uh, Brack, Dylan, thank you for joining me as always. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. 
All right. And we will kick it over for the outro. Alright folks, that's going to do it for this episode of Rain Delay Radio. Thank you so much for listening. Rain Delay Radio is executive produced by Lewis. My name is Nime. I edited this episode. I also hosted the intro writing solo. Uh, our segment was uh, hosted by Pat along with Dylan and Frack. Thanks once again to Frack for joining us. Uh, he's been here quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> you know his voice. Uh, our theme music was composed by Chuck Lease. Rain Delay Radio releases every Monday morning right around 1 a.m. Central Time. And we will talk to you next week.